If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics, how they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now your hosts, Mark and Mike. Yo, 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 it's the Carolina Underground, and we're back again on the Richard Petty episode number 43 with Trouble in Turn 4 and Light Blue and Red at the Replica Bat Cave, and we are communicating live for the incognito Mark, who is wanting to learn what he don't know this episode, but he was so embarrassed about what he didn't know in South Carolina, he has tried to do it in a whole nother country. My goodness. Well, that's a hell of an intro, I gotta say. But well, yeah, I've had a bunch of coffee from... today, so let. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings from the Fortuna province, uh, province of Costa Rica, my friend. Are you bringing back coffee? Am I bringing back coffee? I actually am considering it, and that is one of the things that I found really intriguing. Was a essentially what a native Costa Rican coffee maker looks mm-hmm. like. And uh, and that's well, not a human. What does a freaking coffee maker look? Does it look like a regular well, coffee maker? <laughs> no, it is essentially a coffee filter suspended in an A-frame, hmm. a wooden A-frame. And I mean, again, that was how they made coffee because coffee came from that region, right? Right. And it was imported, or did it come from Africa? No, coffee. I think originated in South America. It. I think it did. And for some reason, but no, I think it actually originated in Africa and somehow wound up with the, the either the Spaniards or the Portuguese taking, and there was a, I, I heard the story at some point. There was it was probably the migratory birds. Well, it could have been, but they had a, um, some goat farmers, goats <laughs> got into the coffee beans is the story I heard. Now I'd have to look at this and make sure that this is accurate got into the coffee beans and proceeded to, uh, they, they got all excited and bouncy and caffeinated. And so people started using the coffee plant. And now coffee was such a, I mean, this was one of those things people would kill you if you tried to take their coffee plant. And so these were so carefully guarded. There was apparently, if, if I remember the story even vaguely correctly, um, I think it was the Portuguese that did a raid into some tower where they were keeping the coffee beans and managed to escape with enough coffee beans to, to grow some coffee plants. And I believe they're the ones that took them down to South America where they just absolutely thrive in this climate. And that's where we came. That's my understanding. Costa Rica though is not really in South America. It's kind of in that little middle part. It's, in Latin America, it's it's kind of like right up there, right above Panama, you know. But I mean, it's I guess it's more of Mexico, and well, I guess that Mexico is considered part of North America, so I guess it's more part of North America than it is South America. So I'll give. Well, you I mean, it's kind of in the middle. I mean, it's when you think South America, I'm thinking like Brazil and stuff like you know further down the. Oh, continent. Yeah. But it's in that same region as far as the tropical. It's in the little connecting part. Right, exactly. Right where that great big rock whacked and whacked the earth at what is six hundred and fifty million years ago. Uh, close to over there where my buddy Pablo used to live. Oh, there you go. And uh, wiped out all the dinosaurs. Well, and, they uh, didn't wipe them out, they just flew away. Well, <laughs> they flew away in pieces for the most part, but <laughs> Pro- no. Because what happens is, is, see, my wife done told me the earth is flat. And oh, when, yeah. And when the, the thing hit, mm-hmm. it dipped the flat earth and all the dinosaurs just went out into space. Hmm. Okay. So it wobbled around sort of like a coin when you spin it after it starts to lose power a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it works. 
and then it wobbles back and forth for a little bit. You know, yeah, well, all right. If that makes you happy. <laughs> you know what? And we've had this conversation before. I don't know. And you know what? I don't think I'm going to be one slight, tiny little bit better off if I do know. I personally think the earth is round. Okay. I like that you know, because everything else I can see in my telescope is round. So I kind of like the, the feeling like everything is round, but that's just me, you know? Well, Sorry. it did come back that uh, they said that Ju Rudy Giuliani had to pay those two cheating Georgia election workers $148 million. I don't see any way that that's going to hold up. Well, that's I don't see them ever collecting it. So yeah. it'd be smart. Everything's in a retirement fund and it can't be touched. It is so astounding, all of this stuff. But that is one of the things, actually, I was talking to a you know, fellow down here about. And, uh, you know, there are, it, it's less than 10% of the population that controls 90% of the population, more than 90% of the population. And the biggest problem with trying to get the people who they, 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 find a way to seize power and stay, and then they kill themselves to stay in power. The biggest problem to getting that done or overthrowing them is getting past the apathy from the 90% of the population. Because you got to figure, all right, so let's say, let's just call the number, let's just say that 5% of the population seize power, okay? At least... 60% of the population is not going to get involved no matter what you do. And then out of that remaining 35, 45%, whatever it is, uh -huh. right, that's actually going to get involved, at least half of them are going to side with the people that are in control over change. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, and that's what we're seeing. That's what we're, I mean, that's what we're seeing with these. Um, uh, well, I mean, again, there's also the, the fact that people are cheating like crazy and whatnot like that. So, but I mean, again, you're looking at a, you know, probably maybe less than a percent of the votes that you need to make real change or, or, or in, in a democracy, a democratic type, or even a democratic Republic or whatever, or constitutional Republic like we have, you're not looking at very many votes at all to swing an election, provided that they're tabulated correctly and accurately. Or don't have a bus water main and you shut it down miraculously and then start it back up and, yeah. All kinds of craziness like that. Right. Exactly. There's no doubt about all of that. So, but, um, crazy. My man's well, all up and up, though. He's going to fix it. Well, but again, all right. So, I mean, again, you know, if you, if you watch any of the news about Trump, okay, every single, I that mean, ain't my man. In, no, I know. But if you watch the thing about Trump, even the CNN polls show him at a significant lead over Joe Biden. Okay. Oh, yeah. So even their God awful bias polls show him as leading Joe Biden. Now, I mean, all I see absolutely nothing about Kennedy on anything anywhere. So, I mean, again, both of them now Kennedy is in my opinion, less of an outsider overall than Trump is. So, well, my problem here's they're my, not going to let either one of them do. Well, here's my problem with Donald Trump. Okay. I, did I like some, did I like the majority of his policies? Yes. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, okay. the chaos that surrounds him outweighs his ability to make good policies. Well, do you not think that there's going to be an equal, if not greater, amount of chaos around Kennedy if he? If, but they're not going to allow either one of. Them. I mean, they're 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 trying to scare Kennedy to death by not giving him any Secret Service support and stuff like that. Okay, he is entitled to every one of the same uh, uh, benefits that any of the other 
um, candidates for president are oh, entitled to, which right. includes Secret Service protection. Mm -hmm. And he's not getting it. Now, why would they do that if they weren't trying to just absolutely terrify him and his family to death? And hadn't he had multiple death threats and things of that nature? Yeah, they have thwarted a couple, actually, if I remember correctly. Right. They've thwarted a couple, actually, already. So, I mean, the point being, all the stuff, all the machinations they're doing to try to keep Trump out of office, they're doing different machinations with Kennedy. But you've got Trump and Kennedy are two forces that would actually change things that permanent Washington doesn't want changed. Well, and you look at it, though, like this. Trump had an opportunity to do it. Well, he did, but I think he honestly believed that people were going to follow his instructions and his guidance. What he didn't realize, I think, when he took office was how determined permanent Washington was going to be to ignore everything that he did or to thwart everything mm -hmm. that he did. You know, and I mean, that started off right off the bat with Comey going in there and taping him on a hot mic, you know, and trying to screw him up and trick him into doing stuff. I mean, and that, I mean, that is the swamp that's permanent Washington. You know, it's the FBI, the DOJ, the IRS, the CIA, the, you know, I mean, I could go through all of these three. Well, I mean, it's all of the stuff that needs to be vacated. Like Thomas Wong says. Well, it's like the uh, the new Argentinian president, the Particularly the Department of Education. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, again, that's the point. So this, and it's I'm really intrigued to see what happens in Argentina because the 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 man that's been elected to their uh, office of president has the right attitude. All these things gone, gone. Get rid of it. There's no point in this. Just right. wipe out. Well, all I mean, these he's things. right though. Yes, he absolutely is. And that's, I mean, again, and I, I was listening to some young folks talking about taxes. And I was really surprised and intrigued because they were aware of the fact that, you know, you get taxed when you earn the money. Uh -huh. And you get taxed when you spend the money. Right. The people that are making whatever it is that you're buying are getting taxed on their production. Right. So, I mean... You know, you well, are, and it, well, it's like I don't know about in South Carolina, but in North Carolina, mm -hmm. when you buy a car, you pay sales tax on it. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. pay road tax to get a tag, right? right. And then you pay property tax and perpetuity until you get rid of it. No, absolutely. And again, so yeah, that you know, in addition to let's see, we just added a one percent sales tax. Uh, to pay for the roads because the 25 cent sales tax that was added many years ago uh, was not, I mean, it was misappropriated for all of those years. And that is one of the other things I'm driving around through, as I'm riding around here through Costa Rica, their roads are gorgeous. Now they're skinny and they drive like maniacs. That's because uh, they got Oreos. But, um, they, uh, it's really intriguing to watch the way that they uh, pass each other on these mountain roads and stuff. But the roads themselves are very well paved. You, you don't see a single pothole. I mean, again, in South Carolina, I live in the land of potholes. So, you know, I mean, I've seen potholes that could that, that could swallow a semi-truck in South mm -hmm. Carolina. And down here, there's no potholes. I mean, the, the roads are pristine. They're, they're skinny. They hadn't got any, they hadn't hardly got any lines painted on them. And you're just as likely to have a cow in the middle of the road or somebody walking their baby down the center of the street on a highway, mind you, <laughs> which is kind of crazy as you are to have, uh, have an actual vehicle in the road. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I look at this and I'm like, well, you know, where, and I know the answer that the, the tax dollars are all going for graft and corruption for the mm. folks at the top. And that's the insane part of it all. What do you think? What do you think about Colby Covington and what he said about LeBron James? I don't know anything about that at all. 
Well, you know who Colby Covington is. Actually, I do not. He's a UFC fighter. Okay. And uh, he, you know, LeBron's on this America's evil, racism, all this stuff. And Colby just pretty much looked at him and or was on the at the press conference, told him if he didn't like it, why didn't you leave? He said you didn't have any problem going to all these countries that have uh, forced labor and paying all these other people pennies on a dollar to work to make your shoes mm-hmm. and stuff. And he just called and he said, if you got a problem, just show up. He said, I'll make you the bitch you are. Oh, wow. I think that is wonderful. I think more people need to have. And everybody knows LeBron James ain't nothing. He is no. nowhere near as good as Michael Jordan. Never will oh, be. He, and no. I'm going to be honest with you, as far as big guys go, Shaquille O'Neal was a much better player and a much better person. Well, yeah, and I personally don't care about basketball at all uh, because it is a, you know, the problem is when they started getting to the point where you had to be, uh, you know, have, a, 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 have essentially giantism to be able to play the game, I mean, at, at the, with the, when you got a player that's tall enough that all he has to do is stand underneath it and he can reach the rim, you need to change the rules and change the rim. You know, I'm sorry, but there, it's it's now. I mean, and I understand that the top elite swimmers typically have longer thigh bones than the nons, and there's a similar. It, I mean. Yeah, there's genetic differences that make everybody uh, that make certain people more. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? More attuned to excel in mm-hmm. certain sports. Okay, and it's a luck of the draw kind of thing in the for the most part. But again, it's just such a uh, you know. Now, I mean, it's it, it can be a fun game to watch, but per, you know, personally, I don't do professional sports in the first place because I think watching a bunch of grown grown people being paid to play a game is absurd. Well, now I will say this. I used mm-hmm. to follow pro wrestling, especially when it well, was pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is a different story because that is the show. Now, I mean, again, it's one of those things where, well, it, it ain't much of a show since nature's kind of. Yeah. Not, not much. more. Yeah. Nature's the man. I just, and you know, I've, I hadn't had a chance yet, but I want to try his mushroom infused energy drink. And I'm not big on energy drinks, but I do love me some Nature Boy Ric Flair. I understand. I agree with you. And uh, so, again, how long how, did did you fly to Costa Rica? Not on my own plane, but I did fly. Uh, I did fly commercial. Okay. Uh, which I hate. Did you watch I a movie? I did watch a movie. As a matter of fact, the movie that I watched was The Flash. Uh, the which one? The Flash. Well, I thought there was DC. more than one of them. I'm only aware of one, but again, this was is that sort the of one trouble. with the guy that uh, got in trouble for beating his girlfriend, or no, it was his, yeah. it was Flashpoint where he went back. And with Michael Mama, Keaton's Batman, Michael Keaton, yeah, Michael Keaton's Batman, yeah. Okay, that is the guy that got in trouble in Hawaii for like beating his girlfriend or wife. Or oh, I thought you were talking about in the in the. Oh, okay, you're talking about the the actor, act, the actor the actor. in real life. Yeah, okay. I so was, what did you think about that? I thought they did a really really good job with it. Personally, I, I truly did. Um, I think they handled it well. I think the storyline um, captured uh, it, maybe not the entire um, canonical arc of mm-hmm. the Flashpoint series, but I thought they did as good of a job as possible. Now, the big thing I have to say is that is the first um superhero movie on either Marvel or DC side that I can think of that there was no, you weren't constantly getting beaten over the head with a political agenda the whole time. I don't remember getting beaten over the head in Blue Beetle. Well, Blue Beetle, okay, that's fair. Blue Beetle, I agree. Blue Beetle was... Now, now I will say this. One of the actors in Blue Beetle, I do not care for. 
but uh, huh? Well, but no, and I, and I understand where you're coming from. But again, my point. Well, so but the blue beetle is also not one. Uh, the blue beetle's not Justice League. Blue beetle is not one of the lead DC canon superheroes. Gotcha. So you're talking about the main core of Batman, the Flash, Superman, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. And and, it only got like three point, it only averages like 3.5 stars. On Blue Beetle or? No, uh, the Flash. That's intriguing. I would wonder why. I thought it was well done. The critics, the, here's the here's what Rotten Tomatoes says. The Flash sure. is funny, fittingly fast-paced, and overall ranks as one of the best DC movies in recent years. Okay. But the audience says The Flash has enough heart, humor, and action, not to mention fun cameos to make up for any drawbacks. But it's still on... The audience gave it 83%. The uh, reviews give it like a 63%. But I, I did like The Flash. I thought it was all right. I really liked Michael Keaton back as Batman. Oh, yeah. I really liked the way they reintroduced him. Well, and I also I like, like the that, way I like they, that uh, entire arc. They, cut the, they fixed the Batman... They fixed his Flash outfit out of an old Batsuit. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. No, I thought that now that was uh and I forget the name the of the, the anti flash. Um <clears throat> oh shoot. I, it's been so see I, I I enjoyed Flash was to me Flash was the Flash was my favorite DC character. Okay. okay. Uh prior to Dark Knight, Batman and Superman were they were they were really targeted too much at young children, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the Flash kind of wasn't. The Flash kind of had, um, you know, he 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 could appeal to all ages because he was just really really fast. Right. Okay. That was the big thing. He was just really 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 really, really fast. You know, whereas Superman, I mean, again, Superman was he. There was nothing that could really harm him. So, how do you really show bravery? Now, again, he did have, of course, he did show strength of character at every point. You know, and of course, the Batman's primary uh, superpower is that he's rich. So the two of those. Well, just never, no, yeah, no, no. Well, no I'll he disagree was, on he that. Supposed to be the greatest. He was supposed to be the greatest detective. On well, the his superpower is his intellect. That, yeah, that's that, and that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I'll, now, because I did watch a, well, I guess you could consider it a movie, mm-hmm. but uh, I did watch uh, on Amazon a merry little Batman. Which, oh, yeah, uh, we were talking about that. Yeah, so. I did finally, it came out, I finally watched it. It actually has an audience score of 76% and 95% tomato meter. Hmm, that's interesting. So it, um, I, I really, I, I'm going to be honest, I did not like the animation style. I just don't mm-hmm. like that kind of drawing because it looks like I drew it when I was in kindergarten. Hmm. But the story was really good. It was really funny. Uh, There was a lot of people griping about their choice of voicing and characters, Mm. people that actually did the voicing like for Batman and stuff like that. But it worked. And I mean, Mm. it did exactly what they were trying to do. And I was like, you know, I can really get behind this because it, it, it just really, it was good, wholesome, fun. And of course, Mm. you know, Damian Wayne and the Bat family are probably, my favorite superheroes anyway, the flag no, and the I, rest of them are okay. No, I understand. I understand completely. But again, it was, you know, and, and you and I are completely different people and I don't disagree with your, your choice of, and, and your reasoning for your choice of your favorite superheroes. Now I will say this in the flash speed force type genre, I much, I much prefer Wally West. Okay. Well, I I just, I I prefer him as like Kid Flash in like the Teen Titans and stuff like that. And I think the stories were better. 
And then, uh, although I, did, I do agree, I don't disagree with that. I thought I, I, you know, Kid Flash was really, really well done. But go ahead, go ahead. Well, and it's like you get the uh, what was it the um, the Teen Titans series animated series, and then mm-hmm. when you had Wally and Barry running together, and then Wally just kind of sacrifices himself to the Speed Force. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, you know, it's just kind of sad. And then you got. Uh, course they've rebooted it and now that of course changing the races and stuff but in the uh cw series but wally west in that's pretty good too but i will i do think the actor that played flash in the cw series makes a better flash than ezra miller mm-hmm. and his name is i think it's grant gustin or something like that he just seems more like the flash than ezra miller mm-hmm. for some reason ezra miller gets stuck in my head it from the movie, we need to talk about Kevin to where he takes a crossbow and kills all his classmates after he locks them in a school gym and kills his father and his sister and then blames his mother for making him do it. That is dark <laughs> and not something that I had been aware of. Yeah, it, uh, well, I think this was, uh, I think he was young. I think this was probably, yeah. one, I think he was probably a teenager when they filmed that. Or yeah, he had to have been a teenager, but he wasn't. I could, wouldn't say he was more than 15 or 16, but it's got yeah. Tilda Swinton in it too. And, you know, it came after the heels of Columbine and how a parent wouldn't know. And it essentially examines what happens after a parent has to survive and carry on after their child does something like this. And I mean, it's really a well done movie and I don't Mm -hmm. think it gets enough credit that it should, but the book was fabulous. I've Mm -hmm. uh, read the book three or four times, but um, the movie was okay. It wasn't as good as the book, but the movie was okay. I did something Mm -hmm. over the weekend Mm-hmm. or during this week, and uh, that I have never done before. All right. I have actually finally sat and watched The Christmas Story all the way through from beginning to end. Okay. You know, the Shoot Your Eye Out movie? Yeah, absolutely. I and had I never just... watched it from beginning to end. All right. Because it annoys me. Okay. But I do like the re- the sequel to it where he comes back as an adult after his dad dies. Well, now, so what is it that annoys you about the original? I'm curious. I'm not real sure what it is. I guess it's that whole shoot your eye out and the fact that they play it all the dad blame time. Right. And uh, I don't know. I just never really got into it. it. It's not a bad movie. I'll give you that. But I have seen better. Okay. And it, and, and it may be, you know, yeah. it's just... My go-to well, yeah. Christmas movie is the Griswolds, uh, Christmas with the Cranks, and stuff like that. Well, and again, everybody is different. We're all different people. We all have our different motivations. We all have different things that we like and we dislike. And, I mean, that's what makes the world go round. If we were all absolutely the same, we'd just be a damn bunch we of We would idiots. be stormtroopers. Well, yes, ideally. If, you know, at least the ideal version of the stormtrooper. Well, they still can't hit nothing. That's exactly right. They are, that, which is astounding to me. They totally inept at shooting anything. But uh, I wonder, wonder why that is, because the stormtroopers all supposedly came, began as uh, the clones, right? From that were from, a, a, from an elite bounty hunter, right? For well, yeah, who wasn't who wasn't incapable of hitting a target at point blank range. Yeah, but he was incapable of keeping his head because Mace Windu made sure of that. Well, yeah, but again, that was the thing. That was the... See, and that was one of my great um, uh, disappointments in uh, The Return of the Jedi was... Now, they handled it, I thought, well in um, Clone Wars where Mm -hmm. Mace Windu ended it. But in um, and because he he was he he never saw him coming, okay. But you know, in Return of the Jedi, you know, here's you know this super dude, best guy, you know, best bounty hunter remaining on the planet, and 
Han Solo blind turns on his rocket pack and shoots him. I mean, it just was, that was a mess. That was just, it was, it, it was unfair to the character. Well, you know, Return of the Jedi ranks is one of my worst Star Wars movies of all time. I think we discussed that. I agree. There are parts of it that were, yeah, there are parts that, well, and, and there's parts of it that were definitely, definitely poorly done. It was rushed in my opinion. And it kind of gave the overall impression to me of, well, you know, we've done, you know, we, 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 this is such an iconic legendary series. We can do pretty much whatever we want to, and nobody's, you know, people are still going to want it, want to watch it now. And I thought, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, again, with the, uh, with the, with the prequels, the three prequels, um, I think the Jar Jar Binks character was, a little over the top, to say the least. But I really the they, well. Now, I see, the characters that really annoyed me the most were the Ewoks. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I was not a fan of the Ewoks. Um, I, I yeah, and again, that was a, that, and that goes back to the other thing I was going to comment about about really the the pre Dark Knight uh, and you know a series of Batman and whatnot. There was. A, a major shift between comic books being thought of as entertainment for idiots and children. And when they changed into actually being recognized as the art form and form of storytelling that they are. And so my opinion of Superman and Batman and the flash mm-hmm all date to that period of time. Okay. And because, I mean, I was a very young, impressionable child at that point. Uh, and then that was of course also with Stanley and, and uh, Marvel were really starting to make strides by being, by presenting the genre as much more of an art form with more complex storylines. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, again, that's my take on it. But uh, again, it's it's the whole when uh, no, I mean, and I get it, I get it. So the Ewoks are there for the people that want to bring their two year old and their three year old because they want to see the movie, right? And then yeah. they can merchandise the Ewoks. And now you got stuffed right. animals and all that garbage. Exactly. So I get it. I understand that, but it does, it does, you know, I, I do agree. It still sets your teeth. It sets my teeth on edge. Maybe not everybody, but that, I mean, that's part of the. Well, and I think that's another reason why the, uh, the Christmas story does not really grab me is because, you know, the, the book that it's based on is in God, we trust and all the rest pay cash. Okay. And, uh, the book, it's, it's not a long book. I think you can read it in about three hours. But okay. uh, the I think I had read the book before the movie came out, mm-hmm. and the movie just does not, in my eyes, live up to the book, and which most of them don't. But this one, it's just there's something about it that it just never has really just clicked with me. No, I got you. I can understand that. I can understand that. Now, I don't want you to forget your magic card, because if not, you got to pee in the dark down there. <laughs> yeah, that is one of those things. I kind of, uh, I'm not a fan of overcome over complexity, but uh, that is definitely uh, intriguing. But go ahead. I read an interesting article go. earlier. Um, they were talking about uh, the student debt, okay, and stuff like that, and and a lot of conversation going around now is it's being called, I think they termed it doom debt. And there are 20 to 30 year olds that are just planning on not paying it anyway. Yeah. I mean, because before, you know, the, when the, in the older days, you would rush to pay off your student debt. So you yes. buy a house or something like life. that. Right. Yeah. Well, what they're saying is, is what's the point of rushing to buy a house to go buy a house because I can't afford the house anyway. Yeah, well, that's true. Again, that's sort of the whole—that's sort of the whole thing that we need to change because the levels of graft and corruption that are that exist well, in 
government have 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 really gone way too far. But go ahead, you're going to say. I think if my tax dollars is going to support public universities such as the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, they should be free. University, it should be 100% free. There should be no oh. tuition, and if that means you have to close some of them, then so be it. Because you know, college isn't for everybody. No, I agree. It's not. Mm-hmm. And a college well, degree now is not a, a guaranteed golden ticket to the American dream. Well, no. Because I, mean, I don't even dream, think the American dream exists anymore. Well, see, that's the point I was going to make. The American dream has really become more of an American nightmare. Because, I mean, again, you go from a dink, which is a dual income, no kids, to a sitcom, which is a single income, two kids, and an oppressive mortgage. Right. Okay. And... That's the whole thing. We've talked about that before as well, I think, at least briefly, about how abortion is not really the problem. The problem is that raising a child is a an unbelievable burden in the United States. So instead of it being a joy, it's something that's looked at with fear. Oh, my God, how am I going to survive? How am I going to be able to put food in this child's mouth? I mean, right. you know. No, and I, I was having a conversation down here as well this morning. They were talking about how uh, after one of the earthquakes happened here, FEMA is still not allowing these folks to rebuild their businesses, and they're telling them it's unsafe. Well, I got news for you. Life's not safe. No, okay? never has been. Never has been, never will be under any circumstances. You can't get insurance or assurance that if you walk in the woods to view the scenery, that you're not going to be attacked by a mountain lion or you're not going to be mauled by a bear. Or a meteor is not going to fall out of the sky and hit you in the head. Exactly. There are no guarantees. The only guarantees that we have is death and taxes. Death and taxes. Absolutely. So that's one of the things I always tell people. I always ask them, what is the number one cause of death? For and you're time? sitting on one of the number one causes of death. I'm sorry, my butt. No. Well, depends on if you've been to the Taco Bell, but down yeah, there well, at that dad blame volcano. Oh, yeah. Well, no, exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, the earth is, I mean, well, that's one of the things. What is, but it, what is your answer? What is the number one cause of death for all time? The number one cause of death is gestation of life. Being born. If you are born, there is a, well, it is actually a 99.999% chance you are going to die. There's only one individual that we are told escaped death or transcended beyond death. And that was Jesus Christ. Everybody else has died. Okay. So it's going to happen guaranteed. Now how that's going to be, a lot of it is going to have to do with how you choose to live your life. That's true. But you could eat a peanut and find out a hard way that you got a peanut allergy. That's true. You might pop a grape in your mouth and choke to death because there's nobody there to know that you or that knows how to do the Heimlich maneuver. And see, that's one reason why I was worried about that mystery dog illness. And I kept baby dog out of the doggy daycare. Exactly. Okay. And she had a traumafication this morning, bless her heart. Yeah. I had to take the, the little Italian job. Right. And had to get the oil changed and get it inspected so I can yeah. pave my ties to Caesar. Right. And render unto Caesar what Caesar says is his for my property taxes for my vehicle. Right. And so since she don't normally I schedule would have scheduled that while she was at doggy daycare. But uh-huh. since she don't go to daycare anymore, she had to go with me. And she had a ride in a strange car that oh, did not yeah. have heated seats. And she oh, was yeah. not happy about that mm. at all. And I wasn't real happy about it either because the rascal that's driving ain't real good at that either. <laughs> oh well i'm sorry to hear such a traumatic chain of events my friend well it, it, it had to be done i had to pay money i did watch a 
Panamera rear end a car on the lift and knock the car off the lift. Oh my goodness. So that was fun. But uh, oh. that was an expensive check there and the tires right there. Yeah, no kidding. It was a and I don't want I don't want to say, you know, hey, old people don't need to be driving, but if the woman was a day old, she was eighty or over eighty. And in a brand new Panamera with 30 day tags and she just got D and R mixed up because she evidently had it in D and you could tell she was looking behind her to back up and she went right into the rear. I think it was like a Honda CRV or a Toyota RAV4 and knocked it up Mm -hmm. off of the front of it off the lift. I don't, it didn't look good for either vehicle. And I knew, I knew then when the uh, attendant, while he was ringing me up said, Oh, F that wasn't going on. <laughs> and I was looking around trying to figure out. I thought my damn credit card had bounced. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's a great illustration of the fact that you just never know what's going on and you should always give people a little bit of grace. That's right. But uh, when I looked up and saw that, I did feel sorry for her. But, you know, if yeah. you can afford to drive a $180,000 car, then you can afford to fix somebody's little Honda CRV or. Brown oh, yeah. or whatever it is. I did yeah. see another interesting thing uh, the other day. I was watching this uh, video, and I can't remember where I actually found it. It may have been YouTube, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh-huh. They were doing rear-end crash tests using, like, a concrete truck. Oh, wow. And um, they were tested. They tested, like, the Lamborghini Urus, the Porsche Cayenne, Range Rover, I mean, all these high-end things. And even even the Chevrolet Tahoe and Suburban, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. Volkswagen Tiguan, Tiguan, however you say it. Mm-hmm. If you have one of those and you get rear-ended at 30-plus miles an hour, your chance of survival is less than 1%. Good gracious. The only one to where the people in the front and the back, and this is at a a collision to where the the truck hits it and is like driving it into a wall or I guess another vehicle or something like that. The only one to where all four passengers, if they were in the car that survived and had a 100% chance of survival was the Ford Explorer. That is intriguing and surprising. Now, the Ford Bronco, zero chance of survival. Mm-mm-mm. Well, but again, that goes back to life is not safe. Never has been, never will be. That's true. And, you know, I mean, again, that's the part of the problem, and was which was shown so clearly in the movie V for Vendetta, is that people will trade their freedom for the illusion of security because the security cannot be provided. You have to do the, your dead level best to provide your own security. Otherwise it is nothing but an illusion. That is true. And therein lies one of the major problems that you run into with that. Again, that section of the, the, uh, the section of the population that actually does somewhat care about, making things work mm-hmm. well i mean i was just watching it because you know i'm getting ready to buy a new car and i got uh, something with heated seats that's going to make sure me and my baby dog are safe well good luck with you i mean <laughs> uh, you know my thought well, you problem, don't need to say good luck to me it might be good luck to you that you get home out of that third world country you in well i was yeah that's the the you know the 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 and I don't really, well, I mean, if you want to call it a third world country, I consider it to be quaint and charming. No, and Costa Rica is nice. I have been there before. Costa Rica is nice. Great well, golfing. The, the people are absolutely lovely. It really, truly reminds me of the South before the damn Yankee invasion. Oh, uh, don't even get me started. Yeah. I mean, I ain't had it, enough coffee for that. Well, but I mean, people come by to visit. Everybody waves to you. Everybody well, you I mean, sat on the front porch of the evening and talk. Yeah. All mm-hmm. that. Hell, I don't even know if people know how to sit on the front porch anymore. 
Well, and the thing is astounding to me is all the, you know, the, nearly every house has bars on windows and gates. And the, I, I was talking to them about it and asked them what was going on. They were like, well, yeah, we used to leave our windows open and our doors unlocked every mm -hmm. night. And then illegal immigration happened. Yep. And now, I mean, you got to get way up into the mountains. And I mean, almost to the top of the mountains before you start seeing gates that are just chain link fences. Well, and you can't, like you get up into the mountains, you got to be careful because you still have to lock them because them buyers will get in. Well, yeah. I mean, again, when you get up and when you get up high enough into the mountains, you start getting, I mean, chain link fences instead of razor wire and, you know, wrought iron. Right. With, you know, with a, with a three inch deep cement block rebar enforced wall, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you get up into the mountains and the, you know, I mean, the, the stuff down where, what I'm talking about is designed to keep human beings out. Okay. You get up into the mountains and it's designed to keep wild animals out. Okay. You know, that's the big okay. difference. Or Bigfoot. So, or Bigfoot. Maybe Bigfoot. Or, 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 a, or a rabbit llama. I don't know if they have llamas. Do they have llamas here or alpacas? I don't know. I don't know what they got here. But, uh, alpacas are well, in I tell you what, wherever the Andes yeah, are. That's down in South America and Chile. So, you know, I, I, I get to I get to fall back on the fact that Americans are really poor at geography outside of the United States. Well, I got a new movie I've added to the list I want to watch, but I don't know when it's going to stream or when it's going to be on uh, Amazon or whatever. Yeah, and that is the movie called The Iron Claw. I don't know that one. Well, it. Uh, has come out. Actually, I think Zac Efron is actually in it. It okay. is uh, about the Von Erich family. Terry okay. Von Erich, Kevin Von Erich, the professional, excuse me, the professional wrestling family. Okay. And because, uh, you know, that family was kind of hit with a lot of tragedy. Because, you mm -hmm. know, I think all the brothers are dead now except for Kevin committing suicide or David, I think died of a medical reason over in Japan. Right. But, uh, the rest of, you know, Kerry Von Erich had his substance abuse problems and I think he committed suicide. Um, and they, I think Kevin is the only brother that's still alive actually. Wow. Well, that is a shame, you know, um, okay. And so the movie is their story, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's, it's the story. It's kind of a story about the Von Erich family. And I think, uh, Kevin, Von Eric was in all, was helping and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And I think uh, you had Ric Flair in it. You got a lot of the old time wrestlers in it because, of course, they wrestled the Von Erics and stuff like that. And I think in 84, one of the most famous matches was where Kerry uh, Von Erich beat Ric Flair in Texas Stadium to win the world title mm -hmm. shortly after David Von Erich died and mm -hmm. whatnot. But uh, they've all. I mean, it's just kind of, I mean, they've all died except for Kevin. And it's just kind of sad. I mean, Mike created, committed suicide. Chris created, committed suicide. Carrie committed suicide. And they're just, it's just, it's a track. It's a story that shows that no matter how you can have as much success as you want, there are still demons and things lurking out there mm. that knock at the door and, essentially right. destroy everything that you think that you know and you have and you love. Well, I guess, and I guess that shows that we need to focus far more on mental and physical health than on finances right. in this world. So, okay. Update. Yes, sir. It is not released in the United States yet. It's set to release December the 22nd. Oh, 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 oh okay. so it's upcoming. Mm -hmm. I thought it was already out. I know uh, I have been seeing um, advertisements for it, and of course, I, you know, I'm an old school professional wrestling fan, so that's oh, yeah. right up yeah. my alley. But mm -hmm. um, I'm interested in seeing it. I don't, I don't think I'll go to the theater to see it. I'll probably wait till it comes out to the uh, 
streaming services or whatever because uh, I don't do theaters too good. They tend to frown when I bring my own bottle of rum. <laughs> well, there you have it. Now, again, my big problem is the minute that you mentioned the claw, I think of uh, get smart with sick claw, <laughs> oh. <laughs> not the iron claw. Nope. So it took me a hot, it took me a hot minute to get yep. focused on what you were saying there. Well, we're going to see that. We hope. Uh, I hope you have safe travels. I hope we get to do oh, this again you. next week, as we will be getting ready the downward downhill slide to that jolly old heifer stuffing his fat ass down a chimney. <laughs> well, one of the things that I do intend to try to do is go look at those uh, the the globes, those globes that were that, that are carved out of really hard granite. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know. Of course, why in the world would a would a hunter gatherer that's chasing a woolly mammoth with a pointy stick take the time to carve these uh, great big old stones? So, so for our listeners that are listening, this is our first on-site investigation, the beginning right. of that we've been trying to get started ever since we started doing this podcast. <laughs> that is true. And, and, and I'm not doing a great job of it because I'm in a volcano instead of looking at what I came down here to look well, at. Well, now, volcanoes volcano are interesting, particularly if it's one of them chocolate volcano cakes. No, this is definitely not a chocolate volcano. If this is a chocolate volcano, it is the biggest chocolate volcano I've ever seen. So it's huge. I mean, it's a big old mountain. Well, you go investigate oh. the mountain. That's the snout of the curly tail and everything in between. And if you need help getting back into country or getting out of that country, let me know. I know some old Navy SEAL boys that will fly down there and we'll do a rescue mission like in clear and present danger and stuff like that. Well, I done told you, I'm looking at crossing the border illegally so I get some rights back. (laughs) (laughs) You know what time it is now, though, don't you? Hit me, boss. It's that time of the hour and night and of the show. When I look at you and say, I'm going Shut to bring Paul <laughs> It's Paul Roger time. <laughs> That's it, my friend. You have a good evening. And we gone. You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at CarolinaUNDGRND. Hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you've got questions or comments, send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com. Stay Gen X strong. See you next time on the Carolina Underground.